Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. TC Live with you on a Friday night in Big D, one of five hot venues around the tennis globe this week. Then again, Kyrie lives in Dallas now, so maybe it's not a globe. Whatever, it's a wide, wide tennis world. Three surfaces, four continents this week, and we are pleased to have it all covered for you. Coming up on the show tonight, five Americans made the final eight in Dallas. We were guaranteed of having at least two in the semis. We ended up with more than that. As of this moment, Novak Djokovic is not clear to enter the U.S. for Indian Wells in Miami, but is that about to change? We'll give you the latest on his prospects for the Sunshine Double. Plus, our celebration of Black History Month continues with a tribute to Wimbledon finalist and long-standing American star, Mal Washington. All that and more on the way as we welcome you to this Friday night TC Live. So glad you're with us with Paul Anacone and Domestic not worldwide this week. We're talking about uh, I, you know, I, I've been, my wings have been clipped. He's been but grounded. You know, we're getting them back on. We're going to set sail soon. Like Southwest Airlines, the grounding is only temporary. <laughs> uh, I'm Brett Haber, by the way. We mentioned Novak Djokovic, who just reclaimed the number one ranking with his victory in Australia. However, he may not be able to keep that if he can't play Indian Wells in Miami. As you know, the United States still has a restriction against foreign citizens coming into the country who are not vaccinated. But we learned today that Djokovic has applied to the U.S. government for an exception to that rule. Prakash, should he get it? Well, look, it becomes a tricky situation at that point. You know, if you excuse the great tennis players, then a lot of the family members and so forth who've been trying to get in, it's a tricky situation. Where do you make that call? But a lot of the other countries have loosened up these restrictions, and it seems like it is coming off in May. So should they even be here right now? And then if you just look at it from a tennis perspective, he's sort of established himself as the best tennis player in the world. So for all of us... It's a huge shame not to have him at two of the biggest events that we have. Yeah, as a tennis fan, I want him here. Uh, as uh, someone that looks at the world realistically, I don't know how they let him in and don't let everyone in yep. then. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, uh, President Biden did announce that the restriction will end on May 11th. That's a little too late for Indian Wells in Miami, but it does mean that either way he'll play in Cincinnati and the U.S. Open this summer. So with that as our lead story, let's get into the highlights. We'll start in Dallas. Five Americans in the quarters, two of them American versus American. This one, the top seed, Taylor Fritz, against the former Bruin, Marcos Giron. That was a good effort for Marcos Giron. Tough battle the first set. Not much between these guys. Giron did a terrific job. Got way down in the tie break. Fritz with a nice top spin lob there. Somehow, Giron worked his way all the way back to set point and didn't get it. And then made the error here for Taylor Fritz to get that first set. Marcus did a great job in the second one. 12 of the first 13 points and totally changed the momentum of this match. He was the one that was actually more aggressive the first two sets. He was the one that was trying to be a little bit more forceful from the ground. Taylor did a terrific job after losing the set. Beginning of the third, the first 10 minutes for Taylor Fritz was Taylor Fritz tennis. He was hitting big shots from the ground. He was changing directions, coming forward when he had to, really did the thing that he needs to do 
24-7 to keep that ranking moving in the right direction. But a great effort from Taylor in the third set. Remember a year ago, it was Giron beating Fritz in the Dallas quarter, save match point to do it. This year, Taylor turns the tables. You're pretty fearless in the tight moments. Is that natural? Does that come naturally? Or is that something you've had to work on? I feel like that's always been uh, something that I, that I enjoy, kind of playing in those pressure situations. I think it's, I think it's fun. I think uh, I was trying not to have flashbacks to last year because I was very not clutch in the match against Marcus last year. I believe I served for the match twice and got broken both times. So uh, I really was trying not to think about that. Right, he exercised those demons earlier in the day. Sleep in your own bed week continued for John Isner against Emilio Gomez. I'll tell you what, Gomez did a terrific job as we all look, Brett. A tiebreak. Imagine that. How <laughs> many? Four or five? Is this John Isner's 500th tiebreak? Wait, hold on. That's a foreshadowing. Just win? keep going. Okay, we have a graphic on that. Okay, we'll do that later. But anyway, Gomez did a terrific job, not enough to come through in that first set tiebreak. Isner did such a good job serving. What a big shock. Drops just a little outside, as they say. And for Gomez, he did really a great job on his own serve. Only lost his serve one time, but it's so few and far between when you play John Isner. You don't get a lot of looks. Isner won almost 70% of his second serve points. And when he's doing that and he's swinging freely, it's just tough to get comfortable. Terrific to see Gomez play at this uh, level. But the hometown kid did it again. To say nothing of, of by the way, 91% of his first serve points, 23 aces and 12 service games, that's pretty good. And, Paul, did you know that John Isner won his 500th tiebreak in this match? Like that. I felt that there was a foreshadowing of this graphic <laughs> Oscar, earlier. Sorry, I ruined the, it. No, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Just play it off. In fact, would you know that not only Roger Federer has gotten to 400 tiebreak wins in addition to John, that's how far ahead of the field he is. It's amazing. I mean, we look at Isner's. He's got so many more tiebreaks and matches played. I'm not doing the math because I did math last night, but it's just amazing what he's done with the tiebreak. Well, you got a couple of your thoroughbreds on that screen over there. Pete's played a few. Roger's played a few more. All right. That's a bunch of big servers and at least two guys with a bunch of grand slams. Let's go to this All-American match. Big foe and big bad J.J. Wolf, who huffed and puffed and took Francis down. Well, the biggest surprise of this match was no one brought out the sleeveless. They both brought the sleeves the entire way That's through. an upset. Uh, big time uh, with both these guys. But look, Francis got off to a great start here, has the strut going, takes the first set 6-4. But J.J. Wolf has been winning a lot of matches. And the first round is 16 effort at Grand Slam and gives you a ton of confidence. Striking his forehand really well, was able to get the break here early in that second set. Keeps it up, is able to capture that second set. Body language is really good all the way throughout. Another weapon that he used really well in Australia, that wide serve, really opens up the court well and uses his athleticism deep here in the fourth set and holding this forehand at the last minute. Got really good rotation there, good disguise, finishes it inside in, and a big serve to close things out. Big stat, Francis, two for 11 on break points. So JJ makes his second career semifinal, also notches his second career top 20 win. Here's the draw, final four in Dallas. Fritz and Wu, you just called the match over Manorino. Uh, that's going to be a pretty interesting one for the top seed. Oh, I can't see, can't wait to see that match. Wu hits the ball so big. Taylor's going to have to play offensive tennis. He's not going to beat him being the defender and the counterpuncher. Manorino's great at being a defender and a counterpuncher, and he got the racket taken out of his hand for 
95% of the smash. This kid's good. I was thinking about all the Americans going deep in this draw. J.J. Wolf is ranked 43 in the world right now, Pete, but he's only the eighth-ranked American <laughs> on the list, which makes me ask, look, we've, we've had greater champions in American tennis than we have right now, but can you think of a time in the last... 20, 30 years where we've had more depth in American tennis? No, I mean, when you think about how many players are actually going to be in Grand Slams now and going to be seated, you might have to go back to the 90s. I know we had a lot of Americans in Grand Slams at that point. But the great thing about these Americans, they're, they're all... They're quite young, and they're all kind of just pushing each other. Every time someone has a little bit of a step up, you see the next one come along. I was so happy to see Tommy Paul get to the semis over in Australia, and he felt like he was the last one in his sort of little group to make it, and he was inspired by the rest. It's a really healthy thing they got going on. Ten American men and ten American women in the top 50 this week as we spin the globe to Abu Dhabi. All of them had an American, not an all-American match, but Shelby Rogers came through qualifying, taking on the world number nine, Belinda Bencic. Really tough going here in the first set. Belinda had to play really well just to be able to push this into a breaker. Big hitting from both, and you can see, really fired up. She knows it's a tricky matchup against Shelby here. She had a set point and was able to get it after she squeezed out an error. Good defense here from Benchich, but again, a very tight affair all the way through. A big factor for Belinda today was the way she served. She put in 71% for a serves in, was able to save both break points that she faced. And did a really good job when she had her breakpoint opportunities on uh, breakpoints on her serve rather. Saved all five that she faced, doing some good movement here with that forehand up the line. Had only one break, but was able to get the second break here to close things out. Nice solid second set there after a breaker in the first. All right, Benchich improves to ten and two on the year. Also, nice week for Shelby, who came through qualies, makes her first quarterfinal since last August. Earlier in Dubai, the reigning Wimbledon champion. There, uh, we just had a quick hello, but we wanted yeah. to get to Rabakana and Haddad Maya. Absolutely, Rabakana with the early break here again, starting off where she finished yesterday. Power serving, just controlling with the serve and first strike tennis. And for Haddad Maya, really nice job with the composure. So tough to play someone like this where you don't get a ton of rhythm. She did a nice job hanging in there, got the break in the second set. And right here at 40-15, does a terrific job to make sure she sends a message that, hey, I'm here to play, I'm here to stay, wins that second set. And again in the third, did a great job. Look, it is so hard to play against Rabakina when she's hitting balls this offensively. But look at the defense, look at the hustle, how about the great angle pass. And right here, 30-40, 40-30, excuse me, the wide serve to seal it. Three breaks to serve, really nice job from Haddad Maya. That's the fourth loss of the year for Rabak, and three of those losses have come after winning the first set. So here's the draw in Abu Dhabi. Very interesting because we've got Samsonova against Zhang in the top half, Haddad Maya against Bencic in the bottom half. We will have more on those semis a little bit later in the show but we've got a lot to get to on tc live on this friday night highlights from france and argentina on the way and a black history month tribute to our buddy mal washington stay with us on tc live Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com.
Olympian, Grand Slam finalist, and a leading figure in welcoming new faces to the sport of tennis, Malave Washington has made a tremendous impact on the game. He competed for 10 years on the ATP Tour, winning four titles. A member of the 1996 U.S. Olympic team, in the same year, he also reached the Wimbledon final. The last African-American man to reach a Grand Slam final. That same year, he founded the Malibu Washington Youth Foundation in Jacksonville, Florida, with the goal of introducing tennis to urban youth. The foundation grew into a comprehensive after-school development program offering summer camps, tennis instruction, college and career prep, and mental health counseling. Since the program's inception, Malave Washington Youth Foundation has raised over $1.4 million for college scholarships and reached over 20,000 children, with its students boasting an incredible 100% on-time graduation rate. Malavai Washington's impact can be measured far beyond his tour success, opening doors for underserved youth and providing them a pathway to succeed on and off the court. And for Mal, that's not just a slap your name on it foundation and let somebody else do the work. He is in the trenches, getting dirty with the kids, making his community a better place. We tip our cap to Mal Washington. You can see all of our Black History Month tribute features at any time on TennisChannel.com. And our celebration continues on TC Live over the weekend. When we come back, is he James Blake or James Beard? The former world number five has taken a sudden interest in food and he's sharing it with everyone. We'll explain. It's time to reconnect with Tennis Paradise in Southern California. Igor Sviantec is the Indian Wells champion. Less than four weeks away now, Tennis Channel coverage from the desert all day, every day, beginning Wednesday, October, not October, it used to be in October during the pandemic year, right. March yes. 8th. Yep. Mm -hmm. Let's go back to Montpellier because they had an all-French quarterfinal there today between Canton Ali and Arthur Fils. Well, this 18-year-old kid has been the talk of the week over there. Took out Agut and Gasquet thus far. Hadn't had any success at this level, but boy, does he look comfortable out here. Beautiful forehand he's got. Hooks it all the way around the alley and brings it in at a crucial juncture in that breaker. Gets himself a bit of a cushion here. Three set points. And is able to squeeze out the air from Alice. Takes the first set 7-6. Now on the verge of making it into his... First final four ever at this level, and he just turns up the gas, uses that momentum, is able to keep the pressure up. This time finding a big winner off that backhand side. Kids got winner, kids got strength from both sides. Gets up an early lead. A little awkward moment here, guys. At the end, thinks he's got the ace, doesn't, has to challenge it, but it's all good at the end of the day. Hugs from the two Frenchmen. How about Arthur Fies, 18 years old, a wild card, had never won a tour level match before this week. He's now won three into the semifinals. Maxime Cressy is an American, but he's born and raised in France, so this is kind of a home game for him against George. Yeah, what you have to do against uh, Maxime Cressy is take care of your serve. Born at George did that. He uh, faced one break point. That's it. 
but he got breakup broken on that break one, so mm. that's not good. Mm. I'll tell you what, Maxine Cressy is a nightmare to play, gives you no rhythm, saved all six of his break points, kept coming forward, kept putting the pressure on Chorich. Chorich is a terrific competitor, athlete, look at him moving right here, but Cressy just was relentless with the forward moving, put so much discomfort to his opponent. Prakash, you like the net rushes like the old days. Like I, me, you like your pops, man. I, I, I want to say a little bit more than uh, you know, the one thing, Paul, you don't have that height. I mean, that, that, that's a big boy over there. You can cover the net. I feel jealousy from these two serving volley guys on the set here. This is the Correct. final four in Montpellier. And uh, it, Arthur Feast is a great story. You get a French flag in there. And so they're kind of reloading also, right? The Sangas and the, the Monfises and the Gasquets and the Simones are going away. But the, the Feasts and the Alis are on the come up, as they say. We do have to get down to Cordoba, the clay. We started the day with two Sarundalos. We are now, Prakash, fresh out. Well, look, these two guys are two guys you want to take a look at if you want to know how to play on this oh. stuff. Bit of an uncomfortable error there from Sarundalo. That's a shot that served him really well, but we find out later that he wasn't quite at 100%. And Corey here doing exactly what he needs to do when he knows his opponent's not at 100%. Move him around the court, get him moving, focus on what you have to do. Don't cough up too many unforced errors from your side. And unfortunately here in the second set, Corey already up a set and a break. Keeping the pressure on with that big forehand. Sarundalo just not able to continue and Always a bummer, Brad. I'm complaining to the world feed. They've got to specify which Sarundolo when they're playing in Argentina. That was Francisco Sarundolo. Yep. His brother, Juan Manuel, up at the top there, also lost today. That's why we're out of Sarundoli. Uh, but Hugo <laughs> Delien won. Uh, Sebastian Baez won. He's Argentine. And, and Correa won. So they've got two home-cooked semifinalists as well as they play the weekend in Cordoba. Time for Social Net on this Friday night. See what folks are doing on social media. Good news, the former world number one, Carlos Alcaraz, who has not played since Paris-Bercy last fall. He's in Buenos Aires, guys. He's going to be on the court this week. Oh, that's such great news. We see the windows behind, and we know that that's an airplane. And for this young man who's battled some injuries already, it is going to be great to see him back on the dirt down there. Just one of my favorite guys on tour to watch. His energy is absolutely infectious. So a beautiful thing to have him back. And uh, guys, looks like looks like he's at the front of the plane, right? I, I don't think, so. he, I don't I think, think he's riding he, he in the back. Left. I, think, I don't I think, think they I don't left. think they have TVs and those little sharp lights <laughs> and turns left. economy. Uh, okay, our friend James Blake, who is one of the all-around good guys JV, in this sport, is going on. Has inexplicably started posting on social media about nothing but food, including, for example, this rack of ribs, which was uncooked, and then in the next post was completely eaten. There was also a post where he he did something. About cantaloupe and cottage cheese as a meat. What I'm, should we be concerned about, James Blake? That, I guess that's my question. I trust him. I trust him. I gotta say, this one had me wavering a little bit. Not sure what's going on in your world, JB. So just keep us keep us did, going. So did you see Andy Roddick responded to this post of the cantaloupe and cottage cheese, where he said, "Yeah, yeah, we get it, we get it. You're still skinny. You can eat cantaloupe and cottage cheese as a blah blah blah." What a so those two guys are still... Look, I dig the both sides of it, right? I'm assuming the cantaloupe and cottage cheese, that's what keeps it clean most of the time. And then you have big cheat meal with the ribs. I just want to know what kind of rub he put on the ribs, you know? Was it a little St. Louis, was it a little barbecue? That Peter sounds Lugers. like a man who is getting Lugers. ready for his cheat day on Sunday. I mean, it's coming up. I'm already thinking, <laughs> deciding... <laughs> 
All right. Uh, for those of us for whom every day is a cheat day, we <laughs> segue back to the schedule for next. Uh, oh, this is for tomorrow, Saturday. We start in Linz at 8 a.m. with the semis there. Then we go to Abu Dhabi and France and Argentina. And then take note of this. We're going to split the Dallas semis and put TC Live in the middle at 5 p.m. Eastern. The tennis never stops. We don't either. Back on TC Live with our hot shot of the day in just a moment. Back on TC Live, looking ahead to the tournaments we'll have for you next week on Center Court. The women playing one tour-level event only, and it's a big one in Doha. Draw came out today. It is stacked. The men will be in three places, same kind of continental setup that we have this week. Indoors, Rotterdam, outdoors, Delray, the clay in Buenos Aires. Hope you'll join us on Tennis Channel TC Plus and T2. Hot shot of the day goes to an Italian. Paul, which one? It's about 12 different hot shots. I mean, there's jets, there's overheads, there's running forward, there's defense. Prakash, what else is going on in this point? Well, look, I saw a forehand slice approach, which you know I love to watch. And then somehow they were both at the net. Now they're both at the baseline. And uh, Yannick Sinner with a little Paul Anacone to close things out. A little knifing in. VJ. VJ, baby, <laughs> right there. Shorten off the court. Will you guys stop complimenting each other and your families for one second? <laughs> I, yeah, I love this at oh, the yes. end. You know, some nice love That's between these two. Put it away, though. Come on. It, that, it was a little uh, soft. Kobe would have said soft like Charmin. Uh, and they, they slapped each other, uh, the Italian slap, at the end of that point, which was classy. Here's our center court feature matches for tomorrow. Interesting test for Sinner against the teenager Feast. Top seed in Montpellier is Holga Runa against the servant volley of Cressy. And Hugo Delien back from that elbow injury playing the semi against Sebastian Baez. We want to preview a couple of these matches in detail. And we're going to start in Abu Dhabi with Belinda Bencic and Haddad Maya. I was thinking about that being very different matches for Haddad Maya in 24 hours. Gets the power of Rabakana followed up by the, the finesse of Benchich. Is that a hard transition to make? I think it should be, yeah. I mean, because she's going to go from having no rhythm to have to figure out how to play someone who's up on the baseline taking your time away, which is what Benchich does so well. Haddad Maya, though, has been so impressive um, with what she's... Remember the match she uh, came back? She had a set, five, four match points, and then won that match in three sets, yeah. right? Then she went on. And then she had to come to a different style of play. Now she's going to another style of play. She's been relentless in terms of having to adapt. Tomorrow's another test. It's going to be a different one for her. Points going to be longer. All right. They've split their two meetings so far, both last year. We're looking to Montpellier for the Arthur Feast-Yannick Sinner match. Uh, Sinner gets to the semis having played just one match. He, he got the bye and then the walkover. Is that a good thing? Does a player like that because he gets to rest, or does he worry about rust? Well, I think a guy like Sinner would want perhaps a little bit more competition coming into this match. But the good news is he's completely fresh. I, I look at Arthur Feast in this opportunity here, and this is exactly what you want. You're playing the best tennis of your young career. You've had some great wins. You're playing at home, and you get to test yourself against one of the absolute best in the world. It seems like a win-win situation right now. I, I, I vote for the walkover. You like that? <laughs> Why not? At, at our age, we'll take all the walkovers. But, but for Feast, you know, to not have pressure, to be able to go out there and just swing, I think it's a great opportunity for him because even if he doesn't win, he gets to match up against one of the best players in the world right now in a big moment. So it'll be a terrific measurement for him. So it's a good situation. Bear in mind, Sinner has won six titles in his career, three of them on indoor hard courts, kind of like the one they're playing on this week. That brings us to Dallas, another All-American match in the semis. John Isner, J.J. Wolf. Uh, look, we know what John's going to do. He's going to serve bombs and 
play at least one tiebreak. What should J.J. Wolf do in this matchup? He needs to figure out a way to disrupt the Isner serve rhythm, which is basically impossible. But he needs <laughs> to give him different stances to look at, try to take some chances on second serve returns. The biggest thing when you play a great server like this is forget about the return. Take care of your service game. Take care of your service game, then things will create opportunities and you go from there. I don't think we underlook the confidence factor that JJ is bringing in as well. He's gotten off to such a great start, the best start he's ever had, at a career high as well. But then on the other side, it just it continues to surprise me how well John is able to play at this stage in his career, not playing that many matches. He's really managing his body, and he seems to be in a great headspace. And it's dangerous when you're super comfortable playing at home. I'm expecting a good match, but... Uh, He's a great pitcher, John is. It's a super great Unbelievable. pitcher. He's uh, played J.J. once before, beat him in three sets in Atlanta last year. That's going to do it for us on a Friday night. Make sure you join us 8 a.m. Eastern tomorrow for another full day of center court. How about all the Americans in the semis in Dallas? J.J. Wolf gets there. Big John does as well. And Taylor Fritz, the top seed of what? Of the semifinalist, Mary. Paul Come got the now. math right. Come Way to now. go, partner. <laughs>